Hey there, everyone. I'm Sherry Dixon, and this is Strong Inside and Out, the show where we focus on all of the strategies and tips that will empower you to design your best life, living strong inside and out. Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to Strong Inside and Out. This episode is titled My Year in Review Part 3. And before we get started, I have to say not only have I had some amazing time off this last week and a half to collect my thoughts and do some reflecting, but I actually feel better. I don't know if I mentioned it before, but wow, I got so sick. I never get sick and I got this very bad sinus infection. And I think today I finally sound like a normal human being again. So that's a great thing. Um, And I'm feeling like I can conquer the world once again. So let's get started talking about this final part on my year review. This one is a really fun part for me because I've gone through my reflections on what was working this year, what wasn't working this year, and now I'm ready to really start building my my goals. So as I dug deep, I went into my thoughts. I had to go in and think about my fears, and then I made a vision board. Now, you're probably going to think, oh, she's a little woo-woo, but actually... My vision board is a little bit different probably than others. I do have some on Pinterest when it comes to designing and decorating because I am very visual when it comes to those aesthetics. But when it comes to me putting my goals together, I really kind of have to have that process of brainstorming on what I call, and I'm going to put in quotes, a vision board to where I can just write all my things down. So doing that, I was thinking about 2023 and how this is going to be my year of pivoting. So at the top of my vision board, and then I transitioned that onto my goal sheet, I put the word grace. Now I learned a lot about the word grace during the pandemic, because I think I said that word at least 25 times every single day to my staff, because we were thrown into the world of online learning, where back then we didn't, we didn't know half of the things that we know now, or at least most of us did not know that. And at home, when the students were there, they didn't know what they were doing. Yeah, sure. They know technology to where they know how to play games or scroll on YouTube or social media sites they shouldn't be on. But Nobody really knew how to pivot into this world of teaching and learning online at that point. And so I would always say, let's give them some grace. And then even my teachers, they didn't know how to. And I think it really got important when we went to hybrid learning, where half of the kids were at home online and half of the kids were actually present in the classroom. Talk about challenging. However, that's when we had to give each other a lot of grace at school because I actually went into a classroom, which I typically do a couple times a year, to teach just so I keep myself grounded. And I went in that year and it was doable, but it was not easy. And so that's when I learned that word grace. And it has 
become one of my new favorite words, I have to say, because just knowing that I'm going to be doing these pivots, like I said, and making these changes and knowing that I still have some fears and doubts inside, that I need to be able to give myself that space to where I'm going to try this, I'm going to set the goal, I'm going to make the action plan, but I might have to pivot some along the way because there's still so many things I don't know that I don't know. So then once I put that up, then I started to really do that brainstorming. So as I mentioned in the last two episodes, I did all my wins, I did all my challenges, and there were a few extra that I didn't talk about on the podcast, but just listed those out in a T-chart. Then I sat down and I put Grace at the top, and I really did just brainstorm anything and everything that I want to accomplish. And I have the paper in front of me. You can't see it, but it's messy, and that's okay. Because that's what a vision board or a brainstorm really needs to be, almost like a brain dump. Just dump it all out. These are the things that I want to do in this calendar year. And I have 365 days to do it, so I should expect myself to have more than one or two things listed. So then what I do is then I sit down and I kind of categorize them. Because some things fall together so easily. And as I'm categorizing, I can really start, because I've done this for so many years, lots of experience with it, but I can start to see where some of the things I've listed could become goals. And then some things are going to be part of action plans. And I'll give you an example of that uh, before we wrap up today. And then what I start to do then is think about timelines, think about how do I process and plan this out. And then I have to remind myself what is attainable and what is doable. So for example, I really want to get into the world of public speaking. I have things to learn still and I have skills to grow and I have some some things to work on, but that goal may not be doable and attainable right now because I'm also working full time as the principal at a school. And I know that that takes a lot of time. And I know in order to be to be able to be on some of the stages that are not virtual, it would also require me time away from the school. And so I have to put all of the things into perspective and I have to remind myself that I don't have to do it all in 2023. And I can do small things that build up to those bigger goals, but maybe push those goals to 24 or 25 or sometime in the the near future. Now, of course, with all goals and with all dreams, you know, you can put them down on paper and you can get real excited about them. And I've been seeing so many posts that people are just so excited. I'm participating in a phenomenal, phenomenal training right now. I, I, I just, wow, I just can't even tell you how amazing it is. And realizing, hearing people, when we get fired up about something, when we feel, yeah, we can do this, we want to accomplish everything. We want to just change the world. But then we have to remember you know, life gets in the way too. And then that momentum can change. And one thing that this presenter had said was, what's your purpose and your why of the process? 
where, how do you keep the grit to keep going? And I think that that's something that's so important because just like the analogy of the gym on the uh, first day of the, the calendar year, New Year's Day or January 2nd, whatever day you go to the gym within that first few weeks of January, gym classes are crazy full. At least they are around here where I'm at. And then you get about four or five weeks in and then we're all back to normal. So I think that, you know, we have to remember doable, attainable, and then just because we write it down, just because we set the goal, if we don't have those super great solid action plans, giving ourselves the grace to pivot as we need, we won't continue to have that grit to stay through the process to get it all done. So like I said, I want to really talk to you about one example, but before I get there, I want to kind of tell you how I broke all of my my um, brainstorming pieces into how, how I kind of organized it. So of course, you know, we don't have a crystal ball to show us exactly how the year is going to turn out. So some of these goals that I'm probably going to set for myself this year are bigger than what I would normally set. And part of me thinks it's because I'm getting out of my comfort zone. And so that should be normal. I was like that when I became a teacher, when I moved into school administration, when I finally healed from the divorce and and really wanted to live my my life as a strong single woman. And so, you know, we we know that we don't know what's going to happen, but we also want to remember that we don't want to set our goals so small either. And so I do think that these brain dumps are really great. So I'm breaking my goals up for this year into four categories. So I'm going to have goals for health and wellness, business, education, and self-improvement. These are all areas that have always been important to me, but super important to me right now, especially at 51. And I know if I don't take a minute to really focus in these areas that I can get on focus. I'm, I'm doing a lot of learning because I'm not working right now uh, on vacation. And so last night, I think I was up until like midnight learning things on YouTube. And let me just tell you, it's almost like going back to college because I'm trying to learn um, copywriting and what is the most effective way to write things and say things. And, you know, I think that I am unfocused. <laughs> and I've always said, I mean, it sounds silly, but I've always said, I know I'm one of those attention deficit hyperactive people. And I, I know I am, but you don't really realize it until something comes along. And I think there was a moment around 11 o'clock last night, I was looked at the brown dog and I said, wow, I have just been working busy. I have not been working smart. And that's like surprising because in my day job, everything is very succinct and organized and very smart. And I guess I just didn't know what I didn't know enough to know that I'm, I'm lost here. So again, I think just with everything coming at me, planning for these four areas are going to be super important for me. Also, I had to sit down and I have been thinking about my one word because I don't necessarily make a New Year's resolution. I do make goals, but I think goals are different. But I do choose a word and it's a focus word for me. Now, of course, maybe this year I have two words because I already talked about giving myself grace. But really more importantly, 
after really thinking about everything that I want to be doing, I'm choosing the word elevate this year because I want to focus in those four areas and I want to be better. So it's not necessarily that I need to learn how to be healthy and well, but I want to be better with my health and wellness since, you know, I'm 51 and things are changing. It's not necessarily that I'm not well educated, but I want to be better with maybe how I'm using my education in the future and self-improvement. It's not like I'm a bad person and I'm, you know, I take care of myself. I have those self-care routines, self-love routines, but maybe I just want to be better in some different areas of that. Like travel. And and I'll get to that in a moment, but maybe that's one of them because I don't give myself that time off to be able to take care of myself like that. So um, just kind of where I'm thinking, but that's why I'm really thinking about this word elevate. So elevate, of course, will be my one word. And then and I will, this is a side note, you can see I'm kind of a little unfocused on this today too. But, um, you know, I was thinking about this elevate word too, and talking with an old classmate and just catching up. And we were talking about how far we both have come because we grew up in the same neighborhood. We've known each other since kindergarten. And it just so happened we connected this week and we've made sacrifices. And, you know, neither of us grew up in fancy neighborhoods with a lot of abundance but we're both in really good places now today. So we just want to continue. We are both saying how we're going to continue to work on ourselves, better ourselves. And then that's when Elevate kind of just went, yep, that makes sense. So nonetheless, my one word for this year is going to be Elevate. So in health and wellness, I know that I have done amazing things over the years and I want to continue to be in this space that I can still do them. I still want to run more half marathons. I want to stay healthy. I want to make my strength inside and out, and inside is an area I got to work on, a priority. I'm back on track with scheduling my workouts each week, eating healthy. I kind of got off a little bit because uh, being a full-time principal and trying to start a business at the same time, that can take up a lot of time, but I just had to prioritize. And I'm using all of the strategies that I teach my in my own course, and I'm using them on myself. So I'm doing some self-coaching with um, my process. And health is, you know, it's an area that we tend to take for granted and we can all easily get off track. And so things get in the way and it's so much more fun to skip that workout, right? And to do other things, go hang out. And I didn't even start talking about cake. I talk, think about cake sometimes because I do like cake. Do I give myself the opportunity to have cake every single day? Absolutely not. Do I schedule some cake time in? Not necessarily that I schedule it, but if I'm at the grocery store and I see a good piece of cake, I might might get it. Um, so I say all that to say, you know, it's it's really important to really think about that area and for me to plan things out so that I don't tend to get off track because at the end of the day, being a principal is hard work and my brain is tired when I get home. And if I can't get to a point in the morning to get up and work out before I go, Forcing myself to work out in the evening sometimes is difficult. Or even if I have other events at the school, because that happens. Now, this year, I'm not running the Houston Half Marathon, which is in January. However, I, I will be back to it. I, I'm not running it for several different reasons. So I want to be ready 
in October of 2023 to be able to start training for that. And that will be number 12 for me. So that's, that's really exciting. All right. So that's health and wellness thoughts. Let's move on to self-improvement. So I do want to continue to learn and grow as a coach, as a woman, and as a teacher for everyone. So doing this, I'm planning the following actions. Um, and these will then lead to to some of my goals and action plans. I want to make sure I'm still building connections to be seen as someone who is trusted and can help others. I know that my successes in the world of education have all, all revolved around building relationships, trust, and value of my skill set. And it's funny because making the shift to entrepreneurship, I am learning that that's what it's going to take. And so it's almost like I'm starting over, but I'm not starting from scratch. Since I've been able to be successful in teaching, coaching, and leading, I can morph those skills into this business world, entrepreneurship world, coaching world, consult consulting world, you know, and it's it's maybe more of pivots again rather than just scrapping everything and starting fresh. One thing I'm really excited about, and this is why I was connecting with my old classmate, is I'm going to be working on my own money mindset. So... <laughs> I have worked very hard over the years and I've accomplished many things. And even when the odds were against me, when it came to my financial world, I didn't start my life in abundance in any kind of way. And after all of my experiences, although I'm in a good place at this minute financially, I don't want to get to a place of worry and overwhelm. And I have been a worrier about money my entire life. Growing up in a home where I wasn't always sure you know, what kind of foods we were going to have. And it's not a ding against my parents or anything. It was just, that was our circumstance. Then once I became a young wife and mother, we didn't have money. You know, I worked two jobs to be able to go to college. My ex-husband worked two jobs to be able to help us pay bills for a while anyway. And then when we moved to Houston, Houston was much more expensive to live than small town Iowa. And he didn't always have a steady job. And so money has always been something that I have been very overwhelmed with and always, always worried about. Now, a few years ago, of course, I got to a point where I said, this is enough and I, I want to build a home and I want to be able to feel comfortable with what I can do. And if I want to do something, go do it. But I still can't tell you that right now at 51, I would say I am absolutely in line to retire comfortably. I'm not at that place. And it that's a lot to admit. I have to tell you that. And so I really want to change my money outlook. And I want to change it to working, you know, with and helping others as well. So I want to develop plans so that I can enjoy my financial freedom, take care of my own financial needs, plan for my future, and give back to the world as much as I can. So I'm going to be spending time all year lear learning about shifting that mindset, believing that I am worthy of helping others, and learning about saving and investing. And my goal is to be able to live life at least in the same manner as I do now when I begin my journey of coaching and consulting uh, full time, which, you know, that's going to be sometime in the future. Now, I will say that January is going to be pretty exciting because my next podcast episode is going to be about just my own thoughts on where I'm at money-wise and how I got there. So it's going to be pretty raw. It's going to dig deep into my, my vulnerability. But then I'm going to be having some guests come on to share information that could help me and all of y'all maybe get to a point where 
you're at the same place and you want to be able to be smarter about your money. So stay tuned to January. It won't be just January, but I am looking very much forward to that. So personal relationships continue to be an area that brings me a lot of anxiety. Again, I'm being very vulnerable. You can tell that I read Brene Brown and, you know, truly believe in that. But as you've read my last post, or maybe you've been um, listening to my podcast, thinking about that, I, that I had thought I found the love of my life and then starting life together only to learn that that wasn't going to happen really did set me back. Not quite as far as the divorce as I shared, but it, it was devastating because this was actually someone I chose. Not that I didn't choose my ex-husband, but we kind of had circumstances that forced us into our marriage. And with this person, I just felt like we found each other and um, it just it's not going to work out. And so um, I want to be able to get past this, of course, and I, I'm fine at this point, but I want to also be able to trust and open my heart up to someone so I can feel loved and fulfilled in this manner. I did promise and will continue to promise myself that I will not compromise though. I, I have standards and I'm not going to change those standards because I spent years of my marriage taking care of everything, finances to actually taking care of him. Um, we were in a Walmart one day years ago when our daughter was young and um, the woman cashier said, oh ma'am, you have two very beautiful children. Speaking about my ex-husband as well. Not that I look old because I really don't, nor de never did, but just, you know, it was that feeling of I was the one in charge. And so I'm not going to compromise. I don't want a relationship like that again. And of course, currently, I'm not ready to put myself back out there quite yet. But when I do, I want to remind myself of my standards and then also think about my own areas to work on so that I can be a valued partner as well. I know that I'm very strong and very independent, and sometimes that can be a problem in a relationship. And I also know that um, I'm a little particular about things. I mean, I've worked hard to get this home that I'm in, and um, I work hard to keep it where it needs to be every single day. And, you know, I just have to learn how to kind of give and take and compromise a little bit on my own as well. So those are some things that will be part of my goals this year also. And then finally, as I kind of mentioned before, in the self-improvement area, I'm going to take a trip. Now, I'm not a big traveler. I'll be honest with you. Traveling really gives me anxiety more so than dating I think, but this is my year to do at least one trip that's totally for me. So not one that's a conference or speaking engagement, not one that's part of, um, you know, visiting family or anything like that. Just some, th something I want to do for myself. I don't know what it's going to be yet. Um, I know though that I've spent so much time taking care of others, working or just being busy and I haven't made this a priority, so I really don't even know how to get started. Um, now, that's not to say I've never traveled. I've been to Vegas um, as a, a nice long weekend, just as a personal fun thing to do. Um, I've been to Austin and San Antonio a few times, but most of my travel, I've been to New Orleans a couple times, but most of my travel has been around work or family. And so it's time. And I'm, I'm looking forward to it, a little nervous, but I'll get it figured out. And of course, I'll share all about it right here. So the next section I want to think about or the next um, category I want to think about is education. So this year, I really wanted to finish this year 
as the elementary principal making the accountability rating that we set out to make. So this sounds silly, I know, and I know I've been in education for 28 years and 26 of them have been in Texas. And my first year in Texas, I was baffled by this accountability system here. And I know most states have something like this now, but back in 1995, most states did not. And I, one of the hooks to get me to come to Texas was kind of brushing the importance of it off. And so I had to learn real fast how important it was. And it is definitely based on test scores. I mean, I'm just gonna be honest with you. And if you're a good test taker, then as a student, you're gonna do well. And if you're not, you could be smart and you could be talented, but you might have that anxiety or, or those kind of hurdles and you just might not do your very, very best. And it's a one day, one shot deal. It could be that, um, and this happens sometimes in the school that I live in or work in. I feel like I live there sometimes, but the school that I work in, sometimes, you know, I can say that there are other outside factors that affect a student's ability to do their best as well. But I can tell you that we got to a point this year where we did pretty good last school year and we want to do even better. And when I shared the results at the beginning of the year to both staff and the community, their faces, just the look was priceless. And I just feel like we owe it. We owe it to everybody that's connected to the school, the staff, the students, the community, the parents, everybody. And so... I just know that we can accomplish these big things. And I really have to say that it made everybody feel different about their ability. It made my teams know that what they do does really matter. It's hard work, but it matters. And I think it did help the community see that although we expect a lot from our students and from our parents, you know, we do it because we want to get to that feeling of accomplishment because People look at your community, your neighborhood different when you're an A or a B school and rather than being a D or an F school. And I have to say, we've had ups and downs since I've been the principal there. And um, we definitely are not perfect, but we scored a solid B this past year. And I think with just a few little things and the way we're just approaching things different, we're, we, we have a chance of staying at that solid B or actually getting to an A. So I want to add more opportunities for me to share my knowledge of and expertise in ed education also. So I want to be able to share the things that I would do, the things that I have done at this school. And I want to make a, continue to make a difference for the people that I have made a difference for and then for future people as well. So just continuing to have that huge impact on education in the future. All right. So finally, we can talk about my business. So let's talk about a girl and her dog coaching and consulting. So I have many, many plans and goals for this year. And like I said, once I did the brain dump and started categorizing and started organizing, I found that a lot of these things were action steps rather than goals. But I did narrow it down and I'm going to share one of my business goals and how I come up with it today with you. Um, here. And then, of course, I am going to do a follow-up and I'm going to do a little free workshop that I'll post on um, my YouTube channel. 
and I'll get links out on my social media and on my email list and everything. But I, I do want to just give this knowledge because goal setting seems like an easy task. But once you get in into it, as I mentioned before, we can get to a point where we write down these great, great goals. But if we don't have the right plans and we don't have a way to continue on when it gets hard, then, you know, they, they're for nothing. So I'm on a mission in my business. Um, and that mission is to not only grow my company, but to put us on the map in the world of entrepreneurship and also to help others build their best life. I want to be seen as a trusted leader in the world of coaching and consulting. And I want others to see me as someone who can get them results and that in the process, we actually do enjoy doing the work together as well. I don't want it to just be about work. Um, so saying that, I do have to say 2023 is going to be the year. Sherry Dixon, the woman, the business owner, the educator, the coach, the mom, and the person that will help you accomplish all of your goals and dreams and put fear aside and make all of my own goals and dreams happen. So let's talk about um, how this kind of works out with my example for you today. So as I mentioned, I put down my word elevate, and then I started to think about what's everything in my world that I want to elevate. And so I just dumped and I have a lot. Um, it's a few pages and I just kind of listed things out. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do this. But when it comes specifically to my business, I put that I wanted to secure 50 women in my program, uh, build connections in my business, add education and speaking, maybe a membership, build, continue to build this podcast, build my email list, build my social media presence. And I listed each of those out. Start speaking on stages, author, co-author a couple more books, understand SEO, understand con copyright, uh, copywriting, become a master coach. So get that certification. So lots of little things. And then when I categorize these and organize these and kind of got my thoughts together on this, I really came up with, you know, a lot of these are probably actions because increasing my following on social media that's really more of an action i don't think that really needs to be like an overarching goal and getting my master coach certification i don't necessarily think that would be an overarching goal but it could be an action that leads to building a better business or building a better program so i always like to try to think of the big umbrella as the goal and then all of the actions are the, the things that I will do. So I come up with this as my goal. I want to impact 50 women with my coaching process in 2023. It's very specific, right? So I'm going to look for 50 women. I'm going to use my coaching process to have an impact on them. So that will either be with coaching packages. It will be with some of my free speaking or workshops. It'll be with some of my paid speaking or workshops, and it can be with my program. I want it to be done in 2023. And if I even wanted to be more specific, I would say by December of 2023. And this is going to be the thing that just kind of stays right here on the, the wall behind my computer so I can see it every single day. Then I know that I can now go back to this list and I can start saying, okay, this is an action. So one action is I want to build my podcast to having 100 followers 
by, and I put a date on there. So I've also put from where I'm at right now. So currently I have 13 followers, which come on, y'all start following me, but 13 followers and I want to go up to 100. So that's something that I really want to work on. I want to build my email list to 1000 by December 24th of 2022. I'm currently at 19. So again, they're very specific actions, but I then want to just kind of tell you, because I'm just giving you a little example and I'll go into much more detail when I do my workshop. But then what I did is I have an, a paper calendar because I use both online and papers. When I write things, I remember them. And then I just mapped it out over the month. So I already have it mapped out for each month, how many clients I'm uh, working toward getting, how many people I'll be reaching out to, what actions I'm going to do to build the podcast, what actions I'm going to do to build the social media, those types of things. And then that way I'm, and I'm a checkoff kind of girl. So that way I can go back in and I can just keep myself grounded. And I'll do this for each of my goals. Um, I've started writing the other goals. Like I said, I have four categories. So I know that I want to learn and understand saving savings and investing. So I am paying down credit, saving and investing by June of 2023. So that's a little bit different timeline. By September of 2023, I want to um, be able to, I think, lose 10 pounds so that I can start thinking about my training for the half marathon, which I have that um, as a goal to start in October of 2023. And then also by September, I would like to complete five speaking engagements online or in person. So again, being very specific, also big goals, because that's pretty big, but then also doable. And so that's kind of my process. And like I said, I'll give more information on my free workshop that will be coming and I will get all of that information out to you. So I do say take time this week and truly think about not only your own wins and challenges from 2022, but your dreams for 2023. What is your one word for this year? What are your areas that you're going to focus on this year? What big dreams will you make a reality this year? And what actions do you need to plan so you can come back at the end of it and celebrate what you've made happen in 2023? As always, of course, I can help you with this if you need help. So just let me know. I have done the work. I understand the importance of a good plan. And I can be your cheerleader that will help keep you on track, building and enjoying your best year ever. So until next time, I appreciate you taking time with Strong Inside and Out. Good luck with your goal setting. And I will talk with you soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Strong Inside and Out. If you enjoyed it, be sure to subscribe and don't forget, leave us a great review. Of course, if you know someone who would love this podcast, let them know. And as always, follow me at www.findagirlinherdog.com. Until next time.